for no, somebody it's who's not. for it's somebody not. who's actively balding, you can't go see a kids <laughs> movie and not tell people. We're getting into weird it's territory not. here. Wait, you're n- I actually at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, it's another edition of Sincerely Unqualified. Lots to talk about today. Last week, Winnie recommended Peacemaker, so I was able to watch it. We're going to follow up on that, following up on our top 10, our our updated top 10, because obviously yeah. the start of the turn of this podcast of what, like a year and a half ago now? Maybe a year and a few months. We did top 10 year comedies. Year and some change. Yeah, yeah, year and some change. It's changed um, a little bit since then, I'd say. I think Witty did a disservice to all of our <laughs> listeners and myself by putting out the top 10 he did, and I glazed over it. At first, you, I think he well, was just trying to put a different top 10 together than me, so we had a breadth of movies to talk about. But, I look, we need an updated one from you. There's absolutely an updated one today because I look back at it and there's not to say that I was wrong wild. in some cases, no, no. but, but it's a lot wild. of it was a lot of it was wrong. It's pretty wild. And I think we were just so early to it that you yeah, didn't yeah. you glanced over it and you were like, I guess that's fine. Yeah, we like, can th- use this. this. Is what he's into. Let's yeah, start we'll talking have a, movies. A different no, like a different kind of taste yeah, in movies, yeah. a different swing in comedies. I was shooting for the fences. I was I was going long. I I don't know what I was thinking, but we're back. We'll, we'll <laughs> we've get there. Come, we'll we've get come there. down to earth now. But yeah, yeah. 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 So the the way this episode is going to work today, we're going to talk about Peacemaker. Then we're going to do movie update as we always do and talk news. We'll we'll do our top ten before we talk Princess Bride. We we are holding our promise to talk about Princess Bride. There's probably just not much that we're going to talk about, um, but you know we'll we'll give our takes. We'll we'll do some sort of a one minute three points on that. Yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, please share this with your friends. If you know we're we're back on social media, if you see our clips, maybe send it to them. See, hey, maybe maybe they'll like us. Always want to grow. We want to get back to it. Um, and then also we we mentioned that there was a bit of a uh, announcement that will come next episode. Um, probably nothing too exciting for the folks, but always <laughs> let us know what movies you want to hear. Uh, interact with us. Let us know how we're doing. Give us feedback. Let us know what you want to see. We're always willing to hear it. So Winnie is dying to hear about I my peacemaker to. take. <laughs> You've been floating that you have. So I asked Kevin for the past day or two yeah i was like tell me your thoughts on peacemaker stonewalled you we'll discuss it on the pod and i was like i want to know if it's positive or negative we will discuss peacemaker on the pod i copied and pasted it that was my exact word too we will talk about peacemaker on the pod (laughs) yes and now i need to hear it so i think with this show look i'm gonna i'm talking to peacemaker now like it's my child, okay? And mm-hmm. specifically, I'm talking to James Gunn content like it's my child. And look, we're not getting divorced, and it's not your fault, but I just need a little time away. We need to separate, okay? I don't think that I need more James Gunn style in my life in the form of a TV show. It's like when 
you know, Robin Williams on a heater, Jim Carrey on a heater. There are literally agents that will say you need to stop, give people a break, and then come back. Okay. I think I need a break from James Gunn right now. And uh, quite honestly, look, it's it's a cool show, very over the top. That's his thing. I understand. There's something about it that still seems lackluster. Like something something just didn't really grab my attention through the first three episodes. Really? That I was like, I need to come back to this. Like, it's not to the standard that I would expect. No, it, okay, that's not fair. It is to the standard I would expect. I think I'm just a little James Gunned out. Wow, okay. I don't know. I That's an interesting take. Is it because you... You've just seen so much, and this style is just a little overwhelming this, for you at this point. Not like overwhelming. The, it's just overdone at this point. I think. Like I don't I, it's know. One of those I feel things, like this I get is what it. We needed. I look. I think a few years ago, I would be so hyped, way up my alley. But I feel like I've already seen enough of this over the top kind of style of in movies, and yeah. a TV show is a lot. I don't think that this style really works too well in a TV show. Again, it's it's probably for a lot of people. It's for you right now. I just I don't really feel like sitting down and just watching this over the top style that I kind of feel like is a little overdone right now. But that's that's his yeah. thing, you know. I I just need I need to step away from it. <laughs> I I did not expect this. I completely did not expect this at all. Look, I'll be staying at the Ramada Inn for about a year if you need me. They're they're renting out me. <laughs> they're renting me out a, a suite. Pretty nice rate. I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I on my head, like when I look at Peacemaker, I think I don't know. It just hits all the points for me. It's just a superhero that it, it's a superhero show that's semi like the boys, but it's in one of those universes that we know. Yeah. So it's just like bringing in the Batman. Like he's talking shit in the the last episode about Batman. He talks shit that's about Aquaman. Funny. All of it. Is that not funny? I mean, I it, thought it was. It's kind of cool, it's great. but it's also just like we're kind of still hitting the nail on the head. When I, by the way, I texted you about this. I found it really odd the the long shot at Louis C.K. Like I get it. I, You're not supposed did that to do I'm not it gonna, for you. No, but I mean, sure, maybe it played like a subconscious role in it. I was just watching it, and I was just like, "What is? What is this?" I. It was kind of weird because. I get the what he was going for with the comedic value, but it also like you're punching down at someone. It's not like it's yeah. in the news right now and you're commenting on a news story. This was years ago and it's just randomly bringing up Louis CK again. Like I don't know if maybe maybe they don't get along personally and he threw it in there or but it, it was a weird thing because I could see the comedic value that he was going for like especially making it really long and starting to get uncomfortably long that's that's a common trope it just seemed a little oddly out of place especially because like you were saying all the other talking shit moments were on people in a comic book universe and this was like the one part that they commented on a real life thing i don't especially because he's a peer you know like you would assume that he would view him as a peer granted look you probably shouldn't like what Louis C.K. did. I don't think anyone's going to stand up and be like, I thought what he did was great. <laughs> Those people are probably bad people. Yeah, but I thought I don't know. I thought of it more as like a let's bring some pop culture into this show that 
the same Pop kind of stuff. Five years as, ago. <laughs> look, I don't know. I think it's just like a stupid throwaway joke. I didn't think it was anything somewhat. Like, I didn't think it was malicious on Louis. I thought it was more just like yeah. a, this guy has no idea what's going on, and Peacemaker's been in prison for this long and That's still the knows. Only and he's way like, I would give. What it do you like, mean, okay. Louis C.K.? Yeah. What do you like? What do you mean? I just thought it was to bring the two characters together a little bit and be very stupid about it. It's like, what are you gonna say? That's kind of lighthearted, but also like that's not a good thing to do. I don't right. know. I, it, look, look, I, it, I didn't even want to spend that much time on it. I just wanted yeah. to make a throwaway comment because that did still stick out to me. That it was just, <laughs> it was just odd, dude. I don't it, know. It was. I don't know. I think the I rest going of the for. show, the rest of the show for me is really cool. I like what they're doing. I like the style that they're doing. I personally yeah. am not James gunned out. Maybe by the time the next Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, I will be. But I love this superhero. Yeah. I love because I love the boys too. So what that does and what this show does is it shows a semi more realistic and dark right. version of superheroes yeah. and being Which is, like that is pretty cool. And he, I love that he talks shit in the last episode about Batman saying like, you know how many more people died because he doesn't kill them? He just locks the same person <laughs> up and they just keep getting out. It's the same thing. It's like, I mean, he's kind of right. Like, yeah, it's like a, it's a meta comment yeah. on like a, its own universe. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I've like, got I, you. I'll lock you away. It. Oh, and then he gets out and just <laughs> keeps yeah. blowing yeah. people up. Like, all right. I, uh, I honestly, but like I was talking about last week, and so I did not watch any New Girl this week. By the way, I, I think one day I did. Um, oh, okay. But That's I'm saying not... I'm watching new content. I'm trying so to match relapsed. the content king, my co-host here. <laughs> <laughs> I, this week has been a I've plowed through Dude, content you are this week. I've top been five percent of Fig Watchers. Ozark came out super hype for the rest of Ozark. I yep. think we'll probably talk about that next episode. Or I we each watched the first three, right? We watched the first three. I'm gonna yeah. watch the the next few today. I think at some point I, I might pl- try talk. and plow through it today. But yeah, we'll talk next week about it. Um, yeah, the, our early signs are that we love it. Uh, oh, I, very I can't get enough of this that. show. I mean, it's been so long since i've seen it and it just wrote me right back in yeah i think this might be yep. a top five netflix show of all time oh easily dude i that forgot netflix it's one made. of those things that like i if you would have said hey what do you think about ozark i would have been like yeah i loved it but you don't remember how much you love something until that long break <laughs> like that long yeah. break happens the show comes out and you get reminded how damn good it is we'll talk about it next week um, exactly yeah we, no, but i do you, agree do you want to move on to a movie update for let's now let's do it all right. all right so you gave me the reins last week i am gonna give you the reins this week and you start us off okay i do think that we're gonna have the same um first news topic and it's because it's it's kind of right up our alley it's funny because it's yeah. like movie news related um so anna diarmis she had fa- <laughs> her fans are suing Universal for cutting her scenes from yesterday. That Beatles movie, you know yeah. what happened when the if the Beatles didn't exist. So California resident Michael Rosa and Maryland resident Connor Wolf are suing Universal, alleging that they were tricked into watching yesterday by being made to believe Armus was in it. Shortly after the January sixth anniversary, we're reminded that there's not much horny guys won't do without jobs won't do. <laughs> QAnon Chauvin, shout out. <laughs> shout out QAnon. <laughs> At the same time this week, the same time that they're suing for Ana de Armas, we also found out that there was a sex scene that was cut from House of Gucci between Lady Gaga and Selma Hayek. And 
I think statistically, this might go down as the worst week in down bad history. <laughs> no, it's aside, just horny dudes are just not doing well from, this week. Yeah, and this beats out last week's total when everybody found out that Sydney Sweeney had a boyfriend. Oh. This, is, this, is, this is outdoing last week. So what about now that, uh, oh, what's her name, Julia Fox? Is that the girl who's dating Kanye? The girl from uh, yeah. Uncut Gems? Yes. Dude, horny guys, buy their stock. Look, it's low right now. Everybody it's was low like, right now. 2022 is going to be a good year. Yeah, except for those guys. Except for horny unemployed men. They're already starting class action lawsuits and, <laughs> and finding out trivia about movies that they wish they never knew. Oh, dude. Could you imagine sitting there and just be like, you know what we should do? We should form a class action lawsuit against this <laughs> because <laughs> they tricked me into watching yesterday, which was a good movie. Hot girl and no in movie, but I watch. Why? <laughs> you can't make me. Okay. You tricked me. Uh, so... The Rings of Power is the new Amazon uh, Studios Lord of the Rings TV show. It's actually a, a trailer was released. It's the most mm. expensive TV show in history. So the trailer releasing is just a reminder. Uh, Amazon showed their best impression of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, and they just take a fantasy and throw a bunch of money at it. <laughs> That's all they're doing. <laughs> they need a little uh, need a little knowledge yeah. for that one. But <laughs> oh, thank you. Look, it can do everything with just one drop. And that's what the creators of The Ring said, too. They, this can do it's, everything. It's cool because I look like Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the ring. lowering your you voice. The, the ring. ring. We're going to make a TV show. It's only going to make $190 million. <laughs> Dude, it's like $475 million dollars or something. Yeah, that's insane. It's going to bring $700 billion to Amazon <laughs> what Studios. Is this this <laughs> voice that you're sounds. doing for a deeper <laughs> that's voice. That's how she sounds. I know. She intentionally lowered her voice yeah, yeah. to sound like the CEOs. Something about her coming oh, out, God. which I'm excited to watch. But On another thing of throwing it money at stuff that's probably not going to turn out too great, Moonfall, the stay-at-home blockbuster event of 2022, is already looking into making a sequel after spending $160 million on the initial movie. And I honestly, I don't have anything else to say about this. I just wanted you to soak in that first line. That they're they... contemplating a sequel for a movie about the moon falling on Earth. <laughs> Well, no, so it's just a really interesting concept so, to play with. Like, what would happen if no one existed anymore? It's actually a take on uh, gravitational pull being uh, the pull towards humanity. And, it's uh, just going to be with one another. It's just going to be the science behind it. A really, really dry lecture just for maybe three hours because the Batman. We're always, yeah. talk, we're always talking the Batman. The, the Batman runtime was revealed and... It's two hours, 55 minutes. So people are wondering why it's not just a full three hours. You can do a lot with five minutes, says me. <laughs> you can do a lot more than expected. Look, people need those five minutes back. I need in those their five lives. minutes in my life. I can get, yeah. get a lot done. You can do, do a lot of things in those five minutes. And five minutes is apparently the amount of time SNL writers took this week on one of their sketches. Oh. Because SNL is under fire 
under fire in quotes. Okay. Because they apparently ripped off this Elmo Rocco bit from Twitter, which went insanely viral all over the internet, Twitter, TikTok. And Twitter has been calling them out all week for being insanely lazy with their writing. They've just been lazy. The SNL needs to get a new gig, everything like that. And when a website that's essentially known for viral tweets being recirculated every two weeks calls you lazy for writing, I think it's time <laughs> to reevaluate lazy. where you yeah, stand. That's pretty lazy. Oh, geez. <laughs> I've seen the same tweets come on my feed <laughs> every 10 days, and they always have 250,000 likes. It's just always, isn't it some just hot chick avatar reposting yeah. something that is already gone viral. It's always <laughs> like, just oh, no, like... It's, it's so true because she's hot. Never forget the iconic 2001 VMAs. And it's like, what the fuck? Why is this... Again, it's the same exact photos, I, too. I, I could not Who do cares? Twitter. I could not do Twitter. Um, all right. These these are two... Because are, are you done? I, I Yeah. Okay. You, all right. So you, I'll, I'll do two here. <laughs> two... Let's I'm these excited go. for these, yeah. All right. So this is technically not a movie headline, but we're going to work it into a, a little movie news here. Just squeezing it in. Yeah. So NASA's Hubble telescope spots black hole that's burping out baby stars. This is the movie part. A page from the leaked script shows Mission Control in Houston arguing with the lab in Pasadena about when these stars start growing fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> what? Texas, California. Are they technically alive? Nine <laughs> months? Yeah. Nine weeks? <laughs> Is the galaxy showing? It. Is it showing? Um, yeah, so that's that's something to look out for. Uh, so two, two news stories that we could talk about out of these. Honestly, I kind of want to break into this SNL one because this is the first I'm hearing about it. Really? And then, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk that first. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of background. So basically, okay. there was an SNL bit that was, I think it was on Weekend Update, actually. So it was Elmo and coming on Weekend Update and talking about Rocco. And wait, so Elmo the, and Rocco, well, it's Rocco. So Rocco is essentially just a rock. And then the sound on TikTok that went viral and everything was... Oh, Elmo, say hi to this person, say hi to this person, blah, blah, blah. And then it comes to Rocco, and it's like, hi, Rocco. Like, they, Elmo essentially has a hate relationship with Rocco. Is this on, like, Sesame Street? I don't know exactly if it was okay. on Sesame okay. Street. I think it was. And yeah. then the bit, SNL tweeted, Elmo versus Rocco. And Rocco was in the audience, and Elmo's there, and it's like, why'd you have to bring Rocco, this whole thing? And it's somebody okay, just okay. in an Elmo costume doing the Elmo voice, as you can probably see sure, here yeah, slightly, yeah. going off about it. And everybody on Twitter, I'll read you one tweet that says, why couldn't they get the real Elmo? The joke isn't Elmo is mad at rock. It's literally seeing the real Elmo being completely out of character and mad towards an inanimate rock. You can't just put an on an Elmo costume and do the same thing. All right, that's so just people, a dumb tweet. <laughs> people are just mad. That's just a stupid tweet. Why, this this shows exactly why people probably have a little bit yeah. too much time on their hands. I was more interested in hearing about the, I, I would assume, a parallel thinking. Um, I It sounds this like people are, more are calling out that they're joke stealing. 
Um, yeah, so as something that constantly amazes me about SNL in the past five plus years is how much of it is lazily what did people like on Twitter in the past week? Okay, but still, but keep th- in it's mind It's a that topic-paced show. That's it's supposed exactly, to keep in mind what's in the news right. and what's on popular. And we've talked week. about this, it, especially with joke writing nowadays, With in specifically movies, SNL comes out every week, but... SNL yeah. has always talked about what's in the news. There are always some silly sketches, very unrelated, but especially it's, yeah. it's weekend update. That's the point. Like, that's what we were doing here. We took news stories that people might have otherwise tweeted about. And yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people throwing out opinions. There's probably a lot of parallel thinking. Unless they took like one of the most viral tweets and like said it word for word. Yeah. You're not stealing anything. They're just doing the Elmo vs. Rocco thing on yeah. update. And so I'm I, defending SNL right now. It's so it's, dumb. It's also tough because people make jokes about these things and act on these things immediately now. Yeah. When a thing goes viral, people act on it immediately. And of then course. in a day, they forget about it. Where yeah. SNL is a week thing. So they yeah. see what's popular during the week. And then at the end of the week, talk about it. So it's tough when people are like, oh, they're just stealing shit from Twitter. It's like, no, they were probably on Twitter that same day. Yeah. And we're like, oh, let's do something about this. Let's do something about this. Because they're seeing what's funny, too. They're on the same websites. They're not It not sounds people. like one of they're the most... Look, right. It they sounds don't like, care about your account and what you no, said. And you're like, oh, no. yeah, that's... It sounds like one of the most important things that happened, not important, one of the biggest things that happened on the internet this week was this Elmo vs. Rocco thing. So SNL is going to give their take on it. Okay. It really wasn't. (laughs) Like, so even if it, they just decided to focus on one thing that they thought was funny, mm -hmm. um, that's exactly what SNL does. Uh, Yeah, there's, people are, people are missing the point, but it is, it does show when you talk about topical things on a TV show or a movie, like, you know, I, I've gave my, I, I always come back to coming to America, the sequel, starting out with a vegan burger joke. Like you need to be very fast, which is exactly yeah. what social media is. And you need to be fast because social media is too fast. If people have knee jerk reactions, they can take a half second and post it. Um, when you're on SNL, you have a week. And it's also interesting to think about how fast certain things fizzle out because some, some topics like the elbow versus Rocco kind of deal do have the staying power where people are still willing to hear about it for a week. But sometimes it's just like two or three days and it's out. So if something, something viral happens on Monday by Wednesday, people are tired of hearing about certain things. And that's not always the case. It sounds like maybe this Elba vs. Rocco thing was. Like, say say the Island Boys dropped their video on, like, it went viral on Monday. And by the time Saturday rolls around, 50 million people have probably already talked about the Island Boys. It's like, SNL yeah. can't do it. <laughs> that's what this, so this week, I'm calling my shot. This is going to come out on Tuesday. All right. I guarantee this week there is an SNL sketch or something to do with West Elm Caleb. That's what's, exactly. West Elm Caleb. (laughs) There's a whole thing going around the internet right now. West Elm Caleb about this guy who's a 25-year-old in New York City who's been basically taking all of these different girls out on the same date. And then they all somehow on TikTok like, found each other that he was doing that and wait is he taking them to west elm 
I no, he just works at it's something like that. But oh, he's okay, just okay. taking all these different girls out on dates, and then after one or two or three or a couple dates, just not calling them back or anything oh, like that. Okay, and. It's not that he's doing anything wrong to them. He's it's just, just that like he's doing it a lot. He's doing it pretty a lot. frequently. And a lot of girls found out about it. And this one girl I saw on Twitter tweeted a video out about it or yeah. on TikTok. And she was like, so I was just scrolling through my Tinder, like trying to add guys to my arsenal. And then goes on after saying that for two minutes about how he's a bad person <laughs> for what he did to them and dating. Other She's like, and I found out later he was waking up with another girl the day that he took me out on a date. And I was like, you started this video up by saying you're going to add a dude you to used, your arsenal. You used the term arsenal. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, where do you come into play in this situation? Wild, wild. So this um, is like sweeping the nation. I just looked it up on Google. There's 1,200 articles about oh it. Oh, my God. Insider yeah. made this an is, article. But USA Today, like GQ... Who cares? The well, dude's all those, it. I, I don't, I don't need to get oh, rogany on it, but that's, that's all app. those websites are worth nowadays. 25 year old uses dating app <laughs> and it <laughs> 20, works. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he found a really good first date, but he just hasn't really found the formula or wanted to find the formula for those yeah, next few. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, one other thing I do actually want to talk about really quick. Um, yeah. The Lord of the Rings trailer. I totally forgot that this show was going to be a thing until it dropped. And then it made me want to watch the Lord of the Rings movies so bad so I can be caught up for it. It is, mm. it's just a teaser, but it's kind of crazy how as long as you have the concept and obviously like the, the prior absolute mega franchise, like I'm talking, I'm thinking about like Game of Thrones when they dropped that teaser for Fire and Blood, which... God knows when that's coming out because I totally forget now. Yeah. You can just drop a quick teaser, throw throw a few things in that people might recognize, and then mm-hmm. people will go crazy for it. Like, Lord of the Rings obviously has, like, a huge following. When, whenever you get into these fantasy slash comic book, you know, the, the quote-unquote nerdy things, there are going to be some mega fans. Yeah. So you get but those people I mean- and then you get everyone else because people are like, oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings is awesome. I just told you the other day. I actually, like in the past week, rewatched yeah. all of the Lord Wild. of the Rings movies too. <laughs> it's so good, dude. But, I want to watch these. Yeah, I, I, I'm planning on watching these again, and I think that we should definitely do a podcast on yeah. on each one coming up to it. That's the same thing that the new um, Elder Scrolls did. The new like kind of Skyrim follow up game. Three years ago, they released a one minute long teaser and it's just a, a shot of it's almost like a drone shot kind of thing coming in over the mountains and this the music that they use in the background i haven't heard it nothing has happened since oh, okay then. It's I was three years say, dude, I people was are going crazy about it though dude i'm still so excited elder scrolls it. six or whatever yeah, but elder scrolls okay because they, they from made that, like a multiplayer of skyrim yeah, no, a while ago that, but Elder Scrolls 6 looks like it's going to be amazing, but they're saying it's not going to come out until at least 2023. And I'm like, dude, it's Jeez. 12 years after I played Skyrim. I'm going to be first in line for that game. I don't it care takes- how much time I need to spend on it. <laughs> I will be first in line for that game. That, that Yeah, it's such a good game. Uh, yeah, dude, it, it takes those 
those kind of games so long to get made just because there's so yeah. much that goes into them. Um, I'll send I'm, you the, the and, and teaser for it after this, but it looks incredible. Yeah, dude. especially with how huge streaming and gaming is right now, you cannot get your next Elder Scrolls wrong. It's just, yeah. it can't happen. Um, did, are there any other news stories you wanted to talk a little more on? Um, uh, I, I I mean, Moonfall is going to suck, but we can move past that. <laughs> I think, that I'm, is, already, that's I think I'm already settled. Yeah. I don't even think we need to comment further on that. Yeah. No. Um, We could probably go into our top tens then. Let's do it. Um, So mine probably changed, or mine definitely changed less than yours because yours we're going to have to focus on more here. I'm just going to run through my first top ten. Okay. So it was originally from one to ten, Superbad, 40-year-old virgin, Anchorman, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Borat, Tropic Thunder, The Other Guys, Old School, Hot Rod, and Pineapple Express. Okay. So the changes that I made were what the the fight kind of swap in, swap out. I actually took out Pineapple Express from 10 and I worked Book Smart in. Um, yes. Anchorman and 40 Year Old Version at 2 and 3 flipped for me. So I actually, okay. thinking about it, I think I might have enjoyed Anchorman more than 40 Year Old Version on the rewatch. Um, my four to seven flipped around a little, and then um, my I actually worked book smart in past ten. So yeah. my new top ten is super bad that stays. Anchorman, forty year old virgin, Tropic Thunder, the other guys, Hot Rod, forgetting Sarah Marshall, book smarts at eight, and Ooh. then I have Barat back at nine and old school at ten. I feel very comfortable with this list. Yeah, I think your list changed slightly. I like the new Slight additions because after like a year and some change, we should probably be making additions. Because if we're, we're not, people. then we're we're different. We're, we're changing, at different man. stages we're changing. in our lives. Our comedy taste has evolved. But for me, this is a complete overhaul. We basically you bought a house, destroyed the house, and are building up a new foundation. We, it, this is what the listeners deserve. This is what this is the list that was deserved originally in September of 2020, and here it is. Do you want me to go through my old list first? Or give us, one? give us your old list, please. Oh, Let's hear it. I don't it. even wanna, dude. <laughs> first. Number one, Tropic Thunder. Two, Borat. Three, The Other Guys. Four, Death of Stalin. Five, Role Models. Six, Groundhog Day. Seven, Kicking and Screaming. Eight, This is the End. Nine, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And ten, our movie today was Princess Bride. Yeah. Look, I'm not upset that Princess Bride is in there. No, I think it's it an incredible movie, but... It's in the top 20, not top 50. Top, top 10 20. Princess Bride for you. And we'll talk about Princess yeah. Bride more right after this. That's nostalgia. And that's absolutely, okay. absolutely. My new list is, I'd say, more refined. It's like a, uh, it's been aged. It's aged and it's perfect. Yeah. So it's one, Tropic Thunder Stand. Two, yep. we're bringing in Super Bad. Three, God. Hot Rod enters the list, and it enters up high. Yeah. Four, the other guys, of course. Five, Borat, the correct pronunciation. Six, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's got to be in there. Seven is Step Brothers, which I noticed you didn't mention. Is there something that you have against that film? Uh, we've we've talked about that ad nauseum <laughs> on this podcast. I was actually I thinking about working it in, but I have such a love for old school that I had to keep it at 10. I understand. Eight, new addition alert. 
Palm Ooh. Springs. Yeah. The Hulu streaming comedy classic. Very good movie. I love it. I very, like it. very, very good movie. Nine, Anchorman, and ten, a new edition as well. Yeah. You mentioned it before. It's book smart. I mean, that movie was great. Gen I've Z's watched that all bad. the time. These are movies, too, that I would have no problem throwing on at any point. Right. No, seriously, I was I was going through my list, and I was... The way I went about it this time, for sure, was just thinking about how much I enjoyed the movie from start to end. And yeah. I was thinking about... Put myself into watching these movies, and every single one, up until like I, I would have made a top 15... Just love these movies. There are no lulls. They're absolute classics. And I, it's crazy because we didn't even consider movies before 2000. Yeah. Like we could I do, we could do it before do 2000s a 2000s list, list too, uh, yeah. which would just be all like the mega classics. I'm, I am happy with your new list. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide, I um, think, was yeah. kind of wild in there. Kicking and Screaming, <laughs> we haven't rewatched. I'm sure yeah. that that's another nostalgia that's thing, a, but that's no, a children's that movie, I think. It's got Mike Ditka in it. Does have, it does have the hurricane, Mike Ditka. <laughs> it's an incredible movie. It has 1985 Bears head coach Mike Ditka. <laughs> it's his neighbor and head coach assistant. <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah, honestly, pass Dicka, it to the. Dicka. Tell me you don't know the line. Pass the ball to the. Italians. Pass the ball to the Italians. Everyone yeah. knows it. Very good movie. Meet but first. I, I don't think that it needs to be in your top seven. It's so good. I will watch it anytime, dude. Honestly, we should we should rewatch that one. I just don't know if that's gonna get asses and seats for the podcast. He he gets obsessed with coffee at one point. Just a huge espresso guy. The Italians. Blind taste tests. <laughs> That really is a fun one. Honestly, that almost fits the bill with Princess Bride because I think Princess Bride is a bit of a, not children, yeah, actually, it's probably more so a children's movie, which is why I think it's it's always dicey when, especially with comedies, because we talk comedies, we're trying to be objective about how funny things are, about how much we enjoy them. Yeah. Huge nostalgia plays. Huge nostalgia place with Princess Bride, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> yeah, and kicking and screaming are, on the original list. Those maybe were a little bit, uh, yeah, they were ranked a little bit too high. That's, that's yeah, what you're doing. That's fine. Exactly. That's fine. Exactly. I was going for the the uh, outlandish list. That's that's okay. That's what that's what we needed at the time. But now we needed to readdress it because we've now been we doing this based. for a while. We, uh, you know, we we kind of went to the new movie release route and then that died out a little and we were like well i'm not watching american underdog and talking about it on the podcast i'd rather talk yeah. about Lockhart <laughs> and dewey cox story yeah um, by the way i was actually thinking about going and seeing american underdog the, the dad boner of the year but when is that not. when does it come out oh dude it, it has come out it's in theaters uh what you know that's the the Kurt Warner one. No, I know. I'm it came saying, out oh, Christmas Eve, the, the oh, ultimate dad boater release dude. day. All right, guess the uh, the box office so far. So far, yeah. Did it break a hundred million? Did Kevin? Yeah, what movie are you talking <laughs> that's about? Right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't even. It's weird when I try to gauge box offices. Fif, did it break fifty million? Kevin. How much did it cost to make? Tell me that. I don't know. Wait, let's see. <laughs> Live on the podcast, we'll fill the dead air here with talking about budget. the fact that Zachary Levi is actually the man. Zach Levi, you know, Chuck's finest. I don't know if anyone watched the TV show Chuck, but I loved it. Um, 
he is probably a great Kurt Warner in the movie. I'm just not sure if I'm going to get out to go see him. At some point, I feel like this is one that at some point you throw on when it's on streaming and you're just like, oh, I wonder how this actually was. And then this is a huge it'll be on TNT at some point play. Oh, yeah, yeah. TNT yeah. the day before the Super Bowl. Whatever everyone's caring about football, like around yeah. playoff Super Bowl time. Oh, hey, remember Kurt? Um, it doesn't say budget, but it oh. made twenty one point nine million in the box office so far. Okay, so it did not break fifty million. What do you it mean so far? By break. the way, it's been out. It's been in the box office for a month. I don't know who. That's. Hey. I might have been the only ticket sale for American Underdog, a true underdog story, or whatever I it's think, called. I think actually Yesterday. Kurt Warner bought half of these tickets. <laughs> Kurt Warner and his family yeah. went for a cool mill at He's least. He's going to pull a Tommy Wiseau and buy the billboards that say, like, up for Oscar consideration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Do we want to jump into uh, Princess Bride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... What are you thinking here? Do we do uh we'll, we'll at least do one minutes. We'll see we'll see how many yeah. points we end up making. Um because this was your top 10. Uh do you want to start? Was. I said yes. yeah, it was was. Yes. Okay, I can start. All right. You can start now, sir. Uh I was semi-blinded by m- nostalgia, but at the same time this movie has a 98% audience score and 94% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes for a reason. This movie hits. You forget how it starts. You forget that it's a grandpa reading to the kid and the kid's just slowly getting sucked into the book. The plot is, it's decent. I mean, obviously like the the effects are the effects. I think that was for a reason why they did it like that. Um, At the same time, it just kind of adds to the movie. I think the cast is incredible. I mean, to have Andre the Giant and then um, I'm forgetting his name. The guy, inconceivable, every time in there. Oh, it's just, yeah. I'll get his name he, after your minute. Yeah, I, I think those two play off each other so well. I think Mandy Patinkin plays in this in this role really well. The cast all together, like just everything that this movie does, even the little jokes in there, they might be corny, they might be this, they might be that. I don't know. It's just something about it is it brings you in. It ropes you in. And that is your minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll work on getting his name because he is an important yeah. person to call out. We'll we'll probably talk about that in our points. Um, I'll start my minute because I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was crazy that it was in your top ten. And I can also see this if you saw this as a kid, which I did not. You absolutely loving it. Like my wife watched it when she was a kid. She loved it, um, and she enjoyed it on the rewatch too. It was kind of cool for me because I know how much of a mega movie it was for people's childhoods. Uh, like we talked about going on that nostalgia play. Um, so seeing the actual quality of the movie was great. I actually did not realize that this came out when it did. I I thought it was a later movie, but it's like an 86, 85 movie or something. Mm-hmm. And it, it just turns out well. Honestly, the main word for this movie, I think, is it's cute. It's a very sweet, cute story. Uh, it makes you feel good. It obviously follows the same archetype of the classic fantasy movies because that's literally what it is. But it's very accessible. It's very fun. And it's fun for kind of all ages. Like, it, it is, sure, it's a children's movie. You can watch it when you're a child. But it's also fun watching even when you're our age. We're probably the yeah. only age that should not be watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay when you're a parent and yeah. when you're a kid. Not... Not like a twenty-five-year-old no. just ripping. Twenty-five is it should be like the dead zone. If look, it's like the dead zone of really enjoying Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, <laughs> if you're it's a parent, fun you love for it. all ages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I I don't know. I think for me that I, my first point, if you're sorry, did I go cut for off it. your minute? No, no, no. My that was first it. point is that even though it was nostalgia fueled, and I watched this so much as a kid, there's just so much to like about it. There's so much good in this movie. And there's so many things that now looking back on it, even like there's things that I didn't like as a kid because I thought they were stupid. And now I feel like at each point that you watch it, there's kind of something that you see from a different perspective. I don't know. It's it's something like that because I kind of grew up watching this movie yeah. at least three times a year. Just in a, which is an absurd amount to watch something, but it but was that's, always that's what like, you do with kids' movies yeah. when you're a kid. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely true of all children's movies, especially good ones like this. When you watch yeah. them when you're growing up, you're gonna have a very different perspective on it, and that's what's cool being such a movie fan too, is because you know when they make now we know when they make children's movies, they make them for both children and adults to kind of yeah. keep the adults occupied too. When you're a kid, obviously you don't care about that. You don't think about that. So when you're older, you look at these movies and it's, it is kind of cool seeing how it's what makes a good kids movie. Cause you're not worried about it back then. So you see the quality of the, you see the quality of the film and it's, yeah. it's just great. It's also cool seeing the, this is my first point, seeing people you otherwise would not have, or you you would have seen in movies, but that wouldn't come to the top of your mind. Like our guy, have you pulled it up yet? <laughs> oh, Wallace Shawn, yeah, yes, him and Andre the Giant. I mean, that's that's an obvious one that this was his kind of big movie. But my point comes from what I thought was the funniest part of the movie, and it's when they're going uh, for the Miracle Man, <laughs> the guy, the guy yeah. who does the miracle working. At first, I was just, I commented to my wife how funny it was, the interaction of him and his wife, like her coming in saying he's lying and that they're going to get like a divorce or something. Um, and then I realized that the the husband, the actual guy is Billy Crystal. So it's someone that I yeah. know is like, I honestly know of him pretty limited in a, a limited way. Um, I don't think I've watched a ton of movies with him in it, but it was funny because I know he's a, I know he's a comedian. I know he was massive. And then going back and seeing, just not even knowing it's him, pointing out the funniest part of the movie and then realizing it was a comedian from back then. That's yeah. another thing about watching these older movies that, especially if you haven't seen him before, because I'm sure if I, I probably would have known it if I had seen this movie before, but it just, I needed to give a, a, a shout out to him. Billy in this movie. Crystal. Yeah. Billy yeah. Crystal he's great, great in this movie and he kills the role. I mean, there's, you love that they bring in a comedian just to be a comedic relief. Right. He was absolutely, he was obviously supposed to be the only true, not the only true comedic character in the movie, but he was the purest form of a comedic character in this movie. Yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of leads into my my second point, which is, this was as much a parody as it was like a general movie itself too. Right. Because yeah. it's kind of making fun of everything that's happened in the past and those corny, the co corny yeah. movies. But at the same time, it's making that a good movie. But that's that's what I love about these parodies. Or, yeah. I wouldn't even necessarily call this a parody, but I think you could call it like... It's it's almost meta in the sense that it's fun and kind of quirky because the grandpa's reading it to them. 
So yeah. even even with just general parody movies that rely on archetypes like this, the reason that your movie is good is because this thing that you're kind of making fun of or playing with, it works. <laughs> it's yeah, an archetype exactly. that's tried and proven. Yeah. And there's some there's some other parody movies that don't do it so well. But this this is a this is a prime example of making a good movie with a base that you know you can kind of jump off of. Yeah, yeah. Um so but I guess my my second one would be and honestly, so mine kinda mine are gonna be different from yours because yours is yeah. a rewatch. Mine is a first impression. Um, I keep forgetting that this is your first time watching yeah, this movie, but that's, which is insane a little bit. It is. Not so much so. Yeah. It's just one that like it was a big blind, like it was a big black hole that I yeah. knew I hadn't watched. So I was excited to watch it. Um, and it really just comes about like it's a really cool <laughs> way to have a lot of different common storylines running. So I'm talking yeah. about romance and then even sword fighting, the nobility of it, and then someone getting tortured. Like, it's kind of all there, which yeah. I think helps it move along in a, the lighthearted way because they don't have to really dive into anything too deep because they know something else is always going to be around the corner. <laughs> you killed my father. And Prepare then, like, that, that, I mean, yeah. that, that should be both of our third points. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole third point is, you killed my father. Prepared to die. Yeah. That's, I mean that there's the the third thing I wanted to say about it but like going off yours is there's so many good little things from each of the characters like I feel like every character kind of has their calling card or their line especially from somebody who's watched it as much as me where it's like Andre the Giant's character is great at just kind of going off things even the the little the line that I can never get out of my head, which is like, no more rhymes, I mean it. Like, anybody want a peanut? It's yeah. just the stupid things like that. The prepared to die lines, like, um, and then as you wish. Like, everybody kind of has their one thing that if you take anything away from the movie, you remember one of those little things. Yeah. So there's always yeah. something to take. I don't necessarily have a third point, but it was funny seeing the, uh, seeing those movie or those lines play out in other movies yeah. too so specifically you that anybody want a peanut that's yeah. a that's a line that i only knew from my love you man <laughs> it's when jason siegel <laughs> it's like and they're just him and paul rudd are drinking a ton and he's like yeah. dude it used to take andre the giant a barrel of beer to get drunk which is apparently true apparently andre the yeah. giant drank like a madman oh and yeah. then he just hit their drunk. He drinks his beer. He's like, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> and then I heard it. And it's like, I turned to my office like, is that the I love you man line? <laughs> yeah. That line has stuck with me for so long. Yeah. Such, I'm glad. I didn't realize it was in I love you man, oh, actually. Dude, I'm yeah. glad it yeah, made yeah. it in there, too. Send you the clip after. Um, That's so great. So a little, by the way, I, I was just looking up a little fact that I think is cool about Billy Crystal. That, that was really my main point with this movie. Um, was that he's like we said he's a true comedian and he was improvising like all of his stuff so uh for apparently for three days straight 10 hours a day billy was just improvising 13th century jokes and they yeah. never got the same line twice but the problem was because this is a kid's film a lot of the stuff that he said <laughs> couldn't make it in so i think we need that deep cut of, of billy Crystal's. yeah 
And then I um, read the, I read that with that for Billy Crystal too that Rob Reiner had to leave the set during his scenes because he was laughing so hard he would get nauseous. <laughs> Dude, so he's just ripping on set the whole time, just doing like in a complete masterclass and improvising. And yeah. with that, so Carol Kane, who is his wife in this, the Miracle Max, and I don't even know if they got the wife's name in, but. Um, they actually added an entire backstory and it's just crazy because like they had such a small role in this movie, but they're so honestly, like, again, I've only watched it once. So it was just the first impression, but I guarantee yeah. you when I think back to this movie, I'm going to think to their small scene because they were so great. They were, they're one of the best parts of the movie. I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene together is, is one of the top and they do it in so short a time. That yep. they pull everything together and to find out they created it and all of it's improvised, yeah. I mean, is pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, we were talking about Skyrim before and kind of the, the long, like you even said, and I love you, man. Things have come out of this movie. Right. And one of the things that came out of this movie, too, was the... Um, oversized rodents rodents of unusual size oh, yeah. i think it is yeah yeah and those have been in games that have been made by people like skyrim they've been in borderlands 2 they've been in fallout they've been in world of warcraft so like taking from this movie things that have just gone into the zeitgeist and into pop culture and been taken into video games it's like yeah, let's put these in video games. Let's put these in that. Let's put, I mean, it's just cool to see it kind of permeate throughout everything. Yeah, I mean, I, de I definitely do wonder if that was from this movie, but <laughs> it is cool. I think like, it is. <laughs> could be, definitely could be. Um, growing with Billy Crystal, we'll continue with him. Um, so he wanted Miracle Max to apparently look like a cross between his grandmother and former Yankees manager Casey Stengel. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, then, he's just going as, as far into it as he can. Yeah, his voice was also decidedly different from other people, by the way. Yeah, in this movie. no, there, there was a special twinge to it that <laughs> I don't know if you picked and, up I think on. Only you're allowed to comment on. It may be something to do with his own grandmother specifically, yeah. but I think that's probably where <laughs> that, that uh, inspiration came from. Yeah, no, I think he pulled that more from his grandmother than Casey, but yeah. we'll see. And. Uh, <laughs> for interesting character choices, Rob Reiner, the director, his first choice to play Vizzini, who is played by Wallace Shawn, was actually Danny DeVito. They they look kind of similar, but very yeah. different. I mean, I, sure, I could see Danny, Danny DeVito doing this, but I feel like Wallace Shawn is just so perfect for this as much as i've seen him in sunny i don't know if i, I know, can see danny devito being like i will outwit you <laughs> like, just, it would have been just, just it would have been a goofy take on the character which is i think Charlie, there's no that. poison in there rob ham remember yeah, that just, that's that's yeah. a thing hey that was a sunny thing yeah. hey so you've seen sunny speaking of Ryder, uh he had a very unorthodox way to teach Andre the Giant his lines so apparently Andre the Giant was rehearsing his lines and Reiner couldn't understand a word he was saying so he just recorded himself speaking exactly the way he wanted him to deliver the lines on tape and then Andre the Giant would play those over and then that's how he learned all of his lines 
that's, I mean, that's a pretty interesting way to do it. It's definitely necessary for somebody. I feel like Andre never acted before this. Well, that's the thing. I think they were like, this guy is massive. Like, he's perfect for this. We can't have anyone else. We need to find a way to have him not blow this. (laughs) And he was perfect for the role, I think. Even the scenes where he's just, like, getting choked out. Oh, yeah. It works. It works for the movie. Very amiable giant. Yeah. Usually, I fight 10 men. (laughs) Just getting choked out. (laughs) That was good. And, uh... He grew up, actually, in the same village as Samuel Beckett, and Beckett used to take him to school, which is a nice little connection. It is. It's kind of crazy how those things work out, especially when you use the term village for where they grew up, and it's not like, oh, you know, they grew up in Hollywood, their parents were actors, of course they were going to. It's kind of, it's a weird, weird connection there. Yeah. When watching the Andre the Giant documentary, I don't know if you ever saw that. It was on, uh, I think it was on HBO. I got to. Uh, but it's really, really good. And yeah. it's kind of crazy all the stuff that he went through. And they do a little bit on him filming this movie. And it's it's cool just to see how it happened. Yeah, he's but, an interesting character. Like, obviously, the most yeah. famous thing about him, when you think Andre the Giant, the first thing you might think of is how much he could drink without getting drunk. So yeah. apparently he had to drink like three bottles of liquor and 12 bottles of wine just to make him tipsy. That's, you know, I think everyone kind of knows that. What? That's disgusting. Like, just don't, hey, don't get drunk, Andre, then. Like, figure something else out. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, apparently he disliked the food that they provided on set so much that he took his week off to drive to France and bring back his favorite foods and then just shared them with the set, which also, like, that's what this character would do. Look, if he's eating that much and he had to, you want it to be good. You want it to be the stuff you enjoy. Dude, how much do you think he had to eat just to sustain himself? So much. Ugh. I mean, just because, I mean, he was a massive guy and he had to just keep eating. And if it takes him that much to get drunk, you got to imagine how much he's got to just eat every yeah, day. Yeah. That's, yeah, I know about eating food, you know, lean proteins, brown rice and stuff. Kumail, come June. I'm going to be in my yeah. Kumail phase. <laughs> you didn't even yeah. realize I was doing a quick, a quick bet. <laughs> hundred push-ups a day, and you're gonna be looking like a superhero. Day, yeah, I can already see the hairline coming back. <laughs> My lateral T levels are just—it's making its way. Exactly. <laughs> One of the final scenes of the movie was shot, but never made it into the movie. Yeah. So, in this scene, everybody. So Fred Savage, who was the kid. Um, goes over to the window after his grandpa leaves yeah. and he sees out the window the four main characters on white horses waving at him. And they didn't include this in the movie. Yeah. They reshot the ending. I think that that was a good call. I, I think I, don't I agree think that, with that. I think this would have, you know, it, that is a very kids movie yeah. ending, which I think it would just been, it would have been different. I think that the them deciding to not air that kind of went with the vibe of people all ages being able to be like, oh, that was good. When, when yeah. you end it like that, I feel like when, <laughs> dude, we're 25-year-olds watching this movie. If it ended with oh. that, that would have made us really question watching it and talking about it on yeah. the podcast. We're just talking about a movie everyone loves. But Exactly. That would That's have been like a children's happens. movie. That's like you're leaving Disneyland and the characters are standing there going, goodbye. Like, no, yeah. I, I think we're good on that. You Just know what movie, that. by the way, or two movies that 
I want to watch really badly, and I I don't even want to admit that I watch. I want to watch what? these. I feel like what? I have been robbed of these movies by being a twenty five year old without kids. Okay, Paddington and Paddington Two. I've heard are just incredible. It's- I don't I know if that's it. a joke or not. It's like, not- I don't know if this entire, like, we've been convinced by the entire media industry. About how good they are? Paddington is an incredible Dude, film. I've heard it's, like, top if of it's all really time. Good. I've honestly heard that Paddington 2 might be the best sequel ever created. See, that's where I think, like, it's just Twitter fucking with us. Like, <laughs> I just, that's why I think it is. Like, I see on Twitter, Paddington 2 is the best. Sometimes, I'm like, there's no shot. Sometimes but, one of us, I feel like it's always one of us deciding to stay too woke on certain things. Like, be like, oh, I'm not buying it. This might have yeah, been too deep of a cut for you. <laughs> this is... I just don't believe it. You just you think every single person is out to get 25 to 30 year old guys who are single. You know that massive portion of the population. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> I think it's get a, them to really watch Paddington. No, or Paddington I just think too, it's but. a huge scheme to get people to watch Paddington. Big big just Paddington like, is look, <laughs> they they can have you imagine, people at their fingertips. Can you imagine if it was just like this Hor- like not even horrible but yeah. just this out of this world kids movie made for like three to five year olds and everyone on twitter got together and was just like let's convince as many people as possible to watch both paddington and paddington 2 and see what their reaction is and if they come in line with us or if they just like what are you talking Dude, about it's dicey out there when you're got to try to get in line for a kids movie like if it's yeah. that good you could be like yeah I-, I would like to see if this movie is good for my Myself. But, I, but I if it's a bad kids you. movie, like, dude, it, is it Sing Two? Because I have I, not seen <laughs> Sing One. See, but I Sing heard Two that is that out. Was and good I'm kind, dude, I think I called out on this podcast. I said, but the first movie back that we saw, which I yeah. I forget what it was, but it was like a year before Sing Two came out. It was pumped. The, the trailer was pumped before every single trailer, and you know that these animated kids movies by these mega studios are always extremely good and are always going to do yeah. really well. So I'm not going to lie. When I was scrolling the Regal app yesterday, thinking about going to a movie, Sing 2 crossed my mind. However, <laughs> however, Stephen A. Smith, however, I I think I would have been put on a list. Once once they saw yeah. me walk in and be like, uh, two for Paddington 2. <laughs> yeah, I would have been with my wife, so it would have been a little two. better. But if it was just me, that would have been, been an issue. I, yeah, no, that's a major red flag. If it's just you going to sing to at like three thirty on a Saturday, dude. Yeah, no, I'm doing it for a podcast. Sure, oh. sure you are. Uh, does that you, make it worse? It does a little bit. Like what podcast is talking about sing we are not, two? By the way, folks, we're not talking sing two next week. I I actually was in that boat for the new Encanto movie. Where oh, I've seen so yeah, much yeah. stuff on well, TikTok okay. and everything about it. That one looks like it's actually Any, really good. If Pixar movie, absolutely you can go see it. Pixar okay. is the studio that Pixar that may, might even be a Disney movie, technically not Pixar. But like yeah. for well, Soul was very geared toward adults and I, that was way up my alley. But I'm saying like if if you would have told me, hey, I went like dude, me and my wife watched Moana. Just randomly one day, like last year, oh, I've Moana, seen you're allowed like to watch fif- that. That's I've fine. I've seen it like 15 times. Yeah. Sing it's- 2, Paddington 2, I think could probably be in that category because of the critical acclaim that it's gotten. Yeah. 
sing to it's getting dicey moana i think is the best animation movie that i've seen I think Ooh. it's top Whoa. two. I think it's top two. And you can it's say that for there. any Pixar movie. It is a quality is film. This is this was a very unplanned end of the podcast <laughs> talking about what twenty five year old men I, are allowed to I go see. I do have a I do have a, a, a suggestion for you yeah. though, Kevin. This is, and this is from, this is from me to you. Okay. And it's you don't have to tell anybody that you've watched them. You could just watch them. I feel like it's so, but I feel like that's so much worse. Like for no, someone who's not. for it's someone not. who's actively balding, you can't go see a kids <laughs> movie and not tell people. No, no, no. You don't have to go see them. You can put it on in your home. See that and watch and, and, again. Them. Dicey. We're getting into weird it's territory not, here. Wait, your uh, actually your neighbor could see through and be like, is he, is he watching Sing One by himself right now? Is, 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 he he sing sing? is that a legal pad in his lap and he's taking <laughs> notes for a podcast is he well, going to go I, sing sing two at the local I regal i see at the top it says favorite lines from sing one <laughs> on his legal pad <laughs> what are we doing here is he writing down lines from sing one <laughs> one of them is dad i can do this <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is where I felt most inspired in the movie is when the gorilla says to the baby gorilla, there's more to life than singing, son. At first, I was thrown off when his father said he couldn't be a singer because I don't think he's really heard his vocals before. I don't. I think that maybe he was just uh, you know nervous in front of his dad. He never really got to channel his inner song. His inner My Sammy Davis for the son was just tell your father you want to be a singer. You don't have to work for him. Okay? <laughs> my neighbor walks by. I'm screaming at my TV. Just sing your heart out, Jim. <laughs> your dad will be proud no matter what. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. Well, sing one. I guess that's our review. <laughs> that's, that's That has to be the, uh, the jumping off point of this podcast here. I don't know if we have anything planned for next week. I don't think anything is coming out. But I do think that we will talk Ozark, the, I guess, the first half of this last season. That's what they released, seven episodes. Yes. Um, and maybe we'll just do the our three minutes, one point on that. Or one minute, three points on that. Um, yeah. But it's also possible we'll just decide to watch a comedy movie because we are the comedy movie people and yes. not the Sing 1 slash Sing 2 people. So... Sing 2 coming next week. <laughs> Until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Winnie. And we'll see you at the next episode. Watch out for West M. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I drop a bomb here? Watch out yeah. for West M. Caleb. He'll fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sting you. <laughs> He'll sting I've, you and leave you dead. <laughs> I've heard West M. Caleb is a big pickup artist teaching how to sting. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that'll sting you. <laughs> In the heart. <laughs> <laughs>